KLIF News and Information, 570 AM. The following program is furnished by Survive to Thrive Enterprises and is responsible for its content. Your hour of Thrive Time begins now with your host, Jay Mamie, on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. Jay Mamie Talk Show. Welcome, everyone, once again to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. This is Jay Mamie, and I'm excited to have you a part of our show today. You have now entered your hour of Thrive Time. And I got to tell you, today's going to be yet another fantastic show. We've got amazing guests coming on the show shortly. It's going to be one of those programs that you're going to walk away with content that's going to help you soar in your thrive-minded activities for the week. But before we do that, I want to thank you if you're visiting our show for the very first time today. It's an honor, and I mean that sincerely. It's an honor and a pleasure to have you take time out of your schedule to listen to our program. You know, these 60 minutes are impacting and they can make a big difference as they've made a difference for so many people that are now tuning into the show, whether they're here live, rather here locally in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where we are uh, programming from, or nationally or internationally. Our audience continues to swell and it's because of the value that's being delivered week to week, Sunday to Sunday, whether it's airing live here or on the replay, the content is just killer. And that's why people continue to come back. So those of you that are visiting for the first time, I know that you'll be back. And those that are visiting uh, the show or actually revisiting the show, I want to thank you again for your continuing support. I know it is a result of you appreciating the content that you are continuing to share the episodes and the replays, word of mouth, grass grass movement style with everyone else. So I appreciate you doing that. By the way, if you've not had a chance to check out our prior episodes, then let me encourage you to go to the jmamietalkshow.com, the jmamietalkshow.com. Click on the archive section. We've got 48 wonderful, incredible episodes for you to listen to, starting from my very first one, which is now coming up on our anniversary, our first anniversary of our show, which I'm excited about. We've got some fantastic things we're going to do now in July as we celebrate our one-year anniversary. Well, you have a chance to hear all of those episodes for the last year on our archive section. And while you're there, make sure you check out our business spotlights, our office spotlights. We've had some fantastic people featured on this show for the last 12 months just about. And today is going to be added to that library, I promise you. So make sure that you have a chance to check out my show site, And while you're at it, hop on over to my regular site, thejmamie.com. There you're going to find among my blogs, my vlogs, videos, content, all sorts of good, insightful content, thrive-minded material that can help you in your journey. But you're also going to find that I have released my latest book, Thriveology, has now become available. It is quickly climbing the charts, and I get reviews and text messages and comments and people calling me that they've read the book, they've received it. I love getting those text messages where people show me the book. I love getting the tags on Facebook and on LinkedIn. People show me the book. They're enjoying the book, Thrivology. I've had a, such a such a great response to that book. Someone even called me the modern-day stoic. I kind of like that. I'm going to actually hold on to that one. So if you've not picked up your copy of Thrivology, you can pick up the copy at my site, thejmamie.com. And while you are there, you will also find out that here locally in Dallas, I am bringing value to the community by hosting two events. Now, if you're not in Dallas, this is not for you, <laughs> unless you come out here for it. 
And that wouldn't be a bad idea. But if you are new to North Texas, I've created a wonderful event just for you. It's called the New to North Texas Summer Social. And that is happening uh, actually up at the Fortunata Winery in Aubrey. And that is happening on Friday, July 2nd. So we're going to kick off the Independence Day weekend with a bang on Friday night, July 2nd, with the New to North Texas Summer Social. You can find that information at my site, thejmamie.com. You can make sure that you register there. But those of you that are in the entrepreneurial world, the, the sales professional world, the the business ownership world, the consulting world, the coaching world, those of you that are like-minded to that capacity, you're going to enjoy an event that I have coming up on July 16th. It is called the Thrive Sales Mastery Workshop. It is an in-depth, intense We're taking a deep dive into how to advance your ability to sell better using psychology, using body language, and a bunch of cool things that you need to know if you're going to take your ability to communicate effectively and sell better to a whole other level. That's the kind of workshop we're going to offer on July 16th. It's a retreat-style event. We're going to get you out of the air. We're going to get you away. We're going to cocoon you with like-minded people, and we're going to have an incredible time of learning and connecting with other like-minded individuals as well. You'll find that information also at thejmamie.com. That's coming up July 16th. That's going to be flat-out awesome. So I appreciate all of you, and of course, as always, follow me on my Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Facebook pages. I'm easy to find, the J. Mamie. Now, I want to segue a little bit into the rest of our opening uh, airtime together with a question that was asked of me by one of my listeners. And it's a a question that I thought, of all the questions I have have emailed to me uh, that that are asked of me, Uh, from my listeners, I thought this one was a good one that a lot of people could relate to. This particular listener was, and just to make the, her email uh, just shorten and and abbreviated, her main point was, how do you thrive when you don't really know what truth is? What, What do you believe in? In other words, how do you know what to determine what is truth, what is not truth? How do you thrive in an environment where you're not really sure what to believe anymore? who to follow anymore. You're just not sure. And her question was so poignant and so timely because we do live in an age of of confusion that I thought to myself, I'm going to answer this on air and uh, we're going to go for it right now. The reality, as I addressed this to my listener who asked the question, how do you know truth? How do you know what truth is? So you can incorporate it in your life, right? So you can make decisions that are going to be important to you. Well, here's the reality, uh, and I'm going to just call my listener Susan. I'm not going to say her last name, but Susan, this is a response to your question. I know you're listening. Truth is a messy thing. I mean, it really is, right? Yet we all live in some form of it. We exist within the framework of some form of truth. We base our disciplines and our decisions on that truth. Fact is, our actions are certainly formulated by whatever truth we're accepting and believing in. We even pass on those truths to others, or at least we we try to anyhow. However, it's critically important to take a moment and question, and I think this is, Susan, what you wanted to know, and question what type of truth are we basing our lives on? How can you thrive if you don't really know where the truth that you are believing in comes from and how do you categorize it as a truth? 
In a world that's becoming increasingly complex, it bears great value to pause and examine what type of truths are you accepting? In other words, understanding the different truths that exist. Because contrary to what many people believe is true, this is not a black and white issue. Now, just to be clear, anybody can choose to believe in whatever they want. You can subscribe to whatever you want to subscribe to wholeheartedly. But I just want to share with you that I'm simply pointing out that understanding the three types of truth, what I call three types of truth, will make a difference in understanding the nature of truth as it pertains to what you want to do with it and how it can affect your life and your ability to thrive. See, it will help you evaluate these types of truths will help you evaluate how you would arrive at whatever truth you now believe in. You've got to believe in something, right? Well, how do you arrive at that? How do you arrive at that truth? For many, it's going to be a combination of the following three. The first truth is what I call evidential truth. Now, you don't have to subscribe to this. You don't have to submit to what I'm sharing with you. I'm just showing you what I believe is is the foundations of the truths that you are going to believe in. And one of them is evidential truth. This is the most compelling type of truth. It's a non-negotiable truth because the overwhelming data, the varying research, documented science, reliable and consistent eyewitness accounts, and a mountain of evidence proves that something is factual and thereby true. It is true beyond a shadow of a doubt and completely conclusive. To believe in this truth requires no degree of faith because the evidence is available. This is the type of truth that everyone who is reasonable and rational will agree upon. It is a definite truth. That's evidential truth. But here's another truth, probable truth. You see, when there is lack of hard evidence and quantifiable facts, but instead there is overwhelming circumstantial and strongly suggestive information, then that claim can be deemed as something that is probably true. You don't have hard evidence, but there's overwhelming circumstantial information that can pretty much declare that that concept, that idea, that claim to be more than likely probably true. In other words, everything points to something more than likely being true. Even though it is not definite, there is uh, there is not enough convincing uh, data to call it a truth, there is enough to say this is probably true. Looking it at another way, let's look at it at in a different way. Based on the amount of supporting evidence, it would take an incredible amount of faith and complete disregard for common sense to believe that that is not likely true. That's probable truth. And let's get to the last one here. This is personal truth. This truth is subjective. It requires very little evidence or proof to back up any claims. It's a personal truth. It relies heavy on hope and faith. This this truth, this personal truth, boy, it just relies heavily on truth, rather on hope and faith. Any kind of proof is incon- in, inconsequential. In other words, it, truth Proof is not necessary for personal truth. If it happens to come along, yes, but it's inconsequential. This truth can be found when bias is at play 
or the pursuit of an agenda. That's when you're going to find personal truth. When there's an agenda at play, a personal agenda, or there's a bias that's really at the at the root of it. Personal truth doesn't have to be true for anyone else except for the person who wants to believe it. Let me repeat that. A personal truth doesn't have to be true for anybody else. It just has to be true for the person who is wanting to believe it. It provides a sense of comfort, validation, and even provides security even where there aren't any hard facts to substantiate that personal truth. Something is true to the individual or to the group that embraces this type of truth because they believe it. So it's true for them because they believe it. That's personal truth. Sarah, I hope that helps you understand the basis of truth so that you can clarify and quantify what to believe in next based on either one of those three types of truth. I hope that helps, Sarah. Folks, our show is just getting started. We're going to be right back with Tom Husey. He's got a great story of comeback, especially from a challenging time with cancer. We're going to hear from this hero right after the break. Hey, everyone, this is Jay Mamie from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I just want you to know that my book, my 10th book, is finally available, Thrivology, action-stoking and thought-provoking quotes and phrases is now available for your purchasing pleasure. This book has already making tidal waves among those who appreciate content that is driven to give you a thrive-minded mentality and also reminders throughout the course of the week of the things you need to do to thrive. Guys, you can pick up my book, Thrivology, at thejmaney.com. My recent guest, Bobby Bryant, CEO and co-founder of DOS, has radically changed the way real estate is done. DOS is a digital real estate marketplace that's radically evolving the way people search and transact homes. Now, you no longer have to search three to five different websites to get information on any given property. You can simply text, type, and ask any question to get accurate information 24-7 a day. Track them down, 877-770-3677 or at AskDOS.com. I lost 46 pounds in eight weeks with the help of Andrew 400, having tons of energy, not feeling tired or feeling at the end of the day that my feet are dragging. I would uh, very strongly recommend it to anybody that uh, feel they uh, need to cut down on their weight or who doesn't have enough energy. Absolutely. That's fantastic, Joe. And congratulations on losing 46 pounds in eight weeks with the help of Andro 400. Guys, check out Joe's before and after pictures on andro400.com. Since 2004, men have chosen Andro 400 for one reason, results. Andro 400 can help you safely and effectively lose belly fat, gain energy, and boost your testosterone. We guarantee it. Order today and get free shipping and special discounts available only on andro400.com. andro400.com. That's andro400.com. Your hour of Welcome Thrive back Time to Thrive begins Time now with, Jay with your host, Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. My first guest is an extraordinary individual. I mentioned earlier that Tom Husey was going to be our featured guest today, and for very good reason. Tom is just one of these stories that you hear of that become so inspiring with what they do that you have to get inside their heads and find out what makes them tick. 
Tom is not only an 11-time Ironman triathlon, uh, but he's also won championships as an Ironman uh, competitor. He's been sponsored by Subaru. He's also had sponsorship by Nota Track. When, uh, he also competed in a Mountain Men Winter Triathlon. So the man has been an athlete, an incredible athlete his entire life. Uh, he actually was a professional hockey instructor for the NHL's Dallas Stars, uh, additionally. He was also the recipient recently of the 2019 Lauren Bean Philanthropy Award at the New York University School of Professional Studies and the Preston Robert Tisch Institute for Global Sport, as well for his dedication and contributions towards philanthropic efforts. So the man is not only out there helping people, but he has a stellar resume of what he's done as an athlete, but now he's also a, uh, a quickly becoming one of the best-selling authors in his book, his recent book, which we're also going to dive into uh, today on the show. Tom, it's exciting to have you on the show. You and I have known each other for quite some time. There's some new things that are happening in your life, which is why I wanted you to be on the show, especially since we're talking about uh, June being Men's Health Month. So I appreciate you being on the show, Tom. Welcome to the show. Well, thank you, Jay. It's an honor to be here and uh, honored to be, be a guest on your show. Tom, let's dive right into it. Uh, I kind of gave a little bit of a trailer of, about your life, but I want our listeners to really hear your story. Can you walk us through your journey? Sure. Well, I will go back to 2015 when it really, things in my life changed. And on my birthday in 2015, I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. I heard the three words that you uh, you never want to hear from your doctor. What a great birthday present, huh? Mm. Um, and, and just prior to, to that diagnosis, I had witnessed my best friend lose his, lose his life to prostate cancer. It was a four-year battle, and it was absolutely gut-wrenching to watch. And at that time, uh, I was... Uh, uh, I was uh, I really had what I called a, a fixed mindset, and, and I thought maybe my, you know, my my time had uh, w- was up. I had a, a very good life, and I was frankly I was I was ready to give up. And there were so many emotions at that time that I was going through when you, when I heard that diagnosis. There's there there's there's you're you're scared, uh, you're you're just and you're just overwhelmed, you know. Uh, a cancer diagnosis uh, uh, can be overwhelming and isolating, and I, I let it isolate me for a long time uh, because I was a I was a typical guy. I had a lot of pride, and I didn't really didn't want to didn't didn't want to share uh, this with, any, with anybody because I was I was embarrassed, I was ashamed, I almost felt like I was a fraud because people had always viewed me as being uh, super fit and healthy. And uh, so I, I kept it inside, and um, and of course, the lesson learned for me was that's not the way to go about it. You need to surround yourself with people that are going to support you. Um, but eventually, I did. My my immediate family knew about it, and a few close friends um, uh, knew knew about it. And one of my close friends uh, told me, really told took me by the shoulders and said, Tom. You need to remember what the the mantra is of the Iron Man, which is anything is possible, and you need to uh, 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 set goals for yourself to get beyond these dark dark days that you're going through right now. And I was really at that point when my mindset really did start to change, and and I 
uh, I, I started looking to the, to the future, and I did set goals for myself to get beyond those days. And two of my long-term goals were, were one, I wanted to be around to uh, walk my daughter down the aisle. And number two, I wanted to be able to cross the finish line at an Ironman again. And I achieved both those goals. So it was very, you know, very, uh, it was was quite a, quite a journey for me uh, to be able to do that. And, uh, and so that's kind of, kind of where, where where it all really started. But after that, after that point though, I, um, I started uh, with my wife's encouragement. I started writing blogs about my journey and as she said, if you impact one person in this world, just think how that would help, that, how that would make you feel. Well, the first, uh, first response I got back from my blog, uh, my initial blog, was from a gentleman in New Zealand. I had given him hope and inspiration. And then mm. more, more comments were coming in, very similar to that. And at the time, I wasn't trying to, to change the world or make a difference, but for me, it was just so therapeutic uh, to talk about it, uh, and so I, you know, again, I was, I was, I was really making a difference in other people's lives, and it, at the same time, um, it, w- it was helping me. And I, um, as I said, my long-term goal is to, to cross the finish line, or actually get to get to the starting line of an Ironman again, uh, which is half the challenge of an Ironman, just getting to the starting line, all the training mm-hmm. and everything goes goes into it. And so I, I, I did the Ironman World Championship in, in Kona, Hawaii, and, um, and, and, walk, and walked my daughter down the aisle. And uh, it just – but at that point, though, I was looking for something even more. And I wanted – at that point, I really dedicated my life to helping others and uh, creating awareness for uh, men's health issues. People don't realize that uh, the incidence of prostate cancer and deaths from prostate cancer are almost uh, the same as breast cancer for women. But part of the problem is that men don't want to talk about that, especially on issues that are below the belt. And um, but but I I've been able been able to do that. I, I do a lot of advocacy uh, in in Washington now for funding for for uh, prostate cancer research. And, uh, but another thing that happened in my life, seven months after I did cross the finish line at the, uh, at the Ironman, I was diagnosed with clinically severe coronary artery disease. Mm. And, uh, which did, didn't really make sense because here I am, I've, 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 everything I've done in my life is, uh, has been a healthy, active lifestyle, watched what I ate, exercised and everything else. Uh, but it, it, uh, but I did have it, and as as the doctors have, have said, you, um, you've done everything right in your life. Uh, but but the one thing you can't control is who your parents are, and it really does it really did come down to uh, genetics. Uh, but there again, though, I was I was uh, had to um, rem- remind myself of that uh, what I call the winning mindset to uh, to uh, think to look to the future and uh and uh so i i i kept going um but i had two two bouts of of uh of um coronary artery disease uh in fact my first cardiologist told me 
that uh, it, not, that it was probably just tied to an issue I was having with my shoulder. It totally discounted what I uh, uh, what I was what I was complaining about, and but I kept pushing and pushing, and I eventually did a nuclear stress test. Of course, I was fitness wise, I was off the charts, but it was showing uh, issues when I uh, um, when I was stressing my heart, and it turns out that when uh, when they did an angioplasty, that I did have blockage. I had 80% blockage in the the main artery, or, or what they refer to mm. as the widowmaker, and mm. ended up having to, having to have two uh, two stents put in. Uh, forward uh, another eleven months, uh, same thing started happening again, and uh, uh, again very frustrating. And I had to have three more stents uh, put in. But at, the, at that time, when I was on the table, when they were putting those stents in, I actually uh, suffered a heart attack. And, wow. Um, so, just just a lot has happened, and then um, one more incident that's more recent. In just the last three months, um, I was diagnosed with uh, carotid artery stenosis uh, in my right uh, carotid artery, and um, I had recently I had to have a, a carotid endarterectomy where they 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 clean out the plaque and everything in that uh, carotid artery. Uh, I was really a step away from uh, having a stroke. So, um, uh, but I'm here here to talk about it. And again, I, I feel like my mindset uh, really got me through these uh, uh, life-threatening issues. And, and it's kind of interesting. Go ahead. What I was going to say, Tom, is just so that people can put this in perspective as we're getting ready to close this first segment. We'll pick up after the second segment. But most people do not understand or not realize the Ironman competition. And it's important because it's not an easy competition. It's, it's, it takes a toll on your body physically. Uh, most people don't compete in Ironman triathlons, let alone train for them. <laughs> mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. you've trained, you've competed for many, many, many years. And that hard, dedicated work laid the foundation for what you're dealing with now. So I wanted to make sure that people understood. And Ironman is, is, is serious competition here. It's not for the weak, but here you are. You did it, and not only did you do it for a number of years, winning these triathlons, competing uh, around the world, but after your first uh, battle with cancer, you came back and you competed in the world championship in 2006, mm-hmm. that, that's a big deal. And, of course, you walked your, your daughter uh, down the aisle. I want mm-hmm. to focus on that winning mindset. Your, your book, it's called The Winning Mindset That Saved My Life. When we come back after the break, let's dive into that winning mindset because I know there's a lot you can speak on about that. I believe there are a lot of people that are going to be impacted and influenced and inspired by that story. And you are absolutely right, brother. If you can help save someone else right now on this show, it's going to be worth having you on. So we're going to tackle that right after the break. 
My recent guest, Matthew Morales, author of the book, Never Be Poor Again, A Guide to Money as a Spiritual Practice, has written a book, not your typical self-help book, but yet a humble guide to wealth, where he reveals the secrets on how to become wealthy through a process of enlightenment. Discover the path towards wealth and pre-order now at Amazon and moneymystic.co. Your journey to financial freedom starts here. Hey everyone, Jay Mamie here from the Jay Mamie Talk Show. I want to encourage you to visit my merchandise store. You can find it at the jmamie.com. A number of my inspirational, thought-provoking, action-stoking phrases and quotes that have been so much in demand over the last four or five years now are available in print. You can print them on your favorite coffee mug, print them on a poster. Take my thrive-minded content with you wherever you go. Visit my store at thejmamie.com. We're making house calls a thing again. Dispatch Health, in collaboration with Texas Health, dispatches urgent medical care professionals right to your home, work, or wherever you are, whenever you need them. For everything from COVID-19 testing and treatment to more everyday issues like respiratory infections, migraines, dehydration, sprains, strains, and minor fractures, Dispatch Health comes to you. See how it works at dispatchhealth.com DFW. Most major health insurance accepted. With the value of the U.S. dollar continuing to slump due to unprecedented money printing, it has never been more important to protect your savings and retirement accounts from inflation. Many hardworking Americans, just like you and I, are turning to a proven method to protect what we work so hard to earn, real gold. You can have real gold delivered privately and securely to your home or have real gold put into your IRA or 401k. Just call Oxford Gold Group right now, 833-928-GOLD. The Oxford Gold Group will teach you everything you want to know about owning real gold. It's a lot easier than you think. Call the Oxford Gold Group now at 833-928-GOLD to get your free precious metals investment guide. Talk to them about getting real gold and silver delivered to your home or about having real gold placed in your IRA or 401k. The Oxford Gold Group is here to help you protect your savings and retirement from the unknown. Call them now, 833-928-GOLD. So what are you waiting for? 833-928-GOLD. Get your gold you can hold from the Oxford Gold Group, 833-928-GOLD. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. We're having a fascinating but a much-needed conversation with Tom Hulsey. Uh Tom Hulsey, uh, by the way, is not only the author of The Winning Mindset That Saved My Life, as I mentioned earlier, but he's also on the board of CORE, which is, uh, I'm sorry, Zero, which is a cancer research organization that is focused on helping those that are also dealing with uh, cancer. We're going to talk more about that. But I want to dive into the winning mindset because ultimately, ultimately, the challenges that anybody faces, and, and you're facing some serious health challenges, uh, Tom. You can only get through them victoriously by what you have prepaved in your mind for years prior to that, to those unfortunate events happening. You just don't develop the winning mindset uh, at a moment's notice because you need it. It is something that is cultivated throughout the course of time. You've been doing that. So walk us through that winning mindset that is not only being a, playing a major part in your life right now, but what yes to come. Well, first of all, let me say this. The, the Iron Man is, is, is a metaphor for life. Uh, you have your ups and downs in, a, in Iron Man. Iron Man is, is the competition that goes on all day. 
you have your ups and downs and how you deal with adversity is really what uh, define you. And, um, and the, my mindset is truly what made me both uh, an Iron Man and uh, what I call a cancer conqueror and overcoming these, these heart issues uh, that I described earlier. And, um, the, and having the right mindset was really the first step in taking the daily actions I needed to prepare for an Iron Man and to be able to uh, overcome these uh, uh, medical uh, obstacles that I had. And being a cancer conqueror and also a heart attack survivor and all uh, has really given me a wonderful perspective on life. And um, like I said, having the right mindset is really what what made me, uh, you know, an Iron Man and um, and a cancer conqueror. And um, so, you can say something, Jay. I was. So, Tom, you mentioned something in our first segment, and I have to imagine that this is part of your winning mindset because you were about to throw in the towel when you had the first diagnosis uh, given to you uh, Mm -hmm. about prostate cancer. But you set goals that you wanted to walk your daughter uh, in the aisle, uh, through the aisle, rather, and also to compete again. Would you say that that was part of your winning mindset, that you have been a goal-oriented, uh, purposeful individual, always looking for the next thing to conquer? Would you say that played a major part in your uh, recovery? Absolutely. And, just, and I, again, I say setting goals really does provide long-term vision in our, in our lives and we all need powerful long-range goals to help us get through, past the short-term obstacles in our life. Um, and whatever you do in life, you always have options and choices. And the more you, the more you take responsibility for knowing your options and making the right choices, really the richer your life is going to be. When someone receives bad news, whether it's health bad news, business bad news, family bad news, any business bad news for sure, career bad news, financial, what does the winning mindset do in how that person responds to the bad news? Well, how you respond really is what is is key. And being able to look beyond those uh, those you know, those dark times is, is really key. And um, I like to say that, um, you know, that winning mindset has what I call three, well, the three key pillars for me, and that's perseverance, overcoming fear, and being, being uh, intentional, living an intentional lifestyle. And mindset helps get you through when the circumstances are challenging and mindset makes you a stronger person over time. And if your mindset is producing negative chatter, you, you've got to stop and redirect what's playing in your mind. And with the right mindset, it's, it's key to be able to look up and forward to what's ahead and beyond your current challenge, struggle, or goal. And like I said, your mindset is really is key to the choices you make and the habits you create. You mentioned the pillars, and I'm glad you brought that up because I know that's in your new book. You mentioned mm-hmm. the, the pillars. So let's, let's dive a little bit deeper because you mentioned three big ones, and 
Brother, those are three big ones that people struggle with and are challenged by every single day, if not every single day, every other day. And that is uh, fear is a big one, right? Fear is a big one. Mm-hmm. Let's focus on that one because I really believe that the person who is giving into uh, a fear mentality uh, or a, a pattern of fearful thoughts, the chances of them getting out of the mess that they're in is improbable if you are stifled and if you are stymied by fear. So, uh, so let's talk about that for a second. What do you share with the readers in your book about that that pinnacle of fear in developing a winning mindset? Well, the key to overcoming fear is to acknowledge it, uh, but not focus on it. If I had not overtake it, if I had not overtaken my fear of defeat by cancer and losing my life, I wouldn't be sitting here right now. Um, failures, or as I call them, the curveballs in life, are really part of the process, and you should not be af- afraid of them. And uh, you know, you, again, it's that that, that is key to uh, having that winning mindset is being able to uh, put those fears in in perspective. So with regards to having these habits, good habits, good disciplines, what would you say to our, our, our listeners who are lost? They, they don't understand how to develop good habits, good disciplines, daily disciplines to develop a winning mindset. When you competed in the Ironman, there were things that you were doing daily, not only for your health in terms of nutrition, but you were swimming you were running, you were biking, you had daily disciplines. Well, the same way that you have to have daily disciplines in your outer being, you have to have daily disciplines in your inner being. What would you say in our last few minutes here are the three disciplines that someone has to develop in order to have that winning mindset that could save their lives in the future from something? Well, I I go back really to, we've talked about one of them is that uh, ability to overcome, you know, overcoming fear and uh, and the other two really are perseverance and that uh, living intentionally. And uh, perseverance is really a tool of the mind to keep on going in spite of the circumstances and what seems reasonably possible. It's really a trait that many people want to have but have a hard time accomplishing or getting it. And that goes for everything mm-hmm. in life. Mm-hmm. And perseverance really is a life choice. Uh, perseverance is about keeping on on with something even though you don't see immediate results it comes from having faith and the tenacity to know that the process will produce results and then as far as the uh, being intentional uh, for me personally uh, it's been actually easier post-cancer for two reasons Uh, one I had I had very specific goals to get through my cancer fight and two I was competing for something greater than myself a cause that was making a positive impact on society. And today I'm motivated to be intentional by knowing that I'm providing hope and inspiration to cancer uh, patients. Uh, and in our, in our, in our society, uh, having a, developing a healthy lifestyle is, um, is hard to do. Um, you've got so many uh, conflicting interests and all. And I love this quote. Uh, it's, by, it's by an anonymous uh, author, but it is, in a world that profits from chronic disease, taking care of your body is a rebellious act. Just, you know, think about that for a second. Uh, 
Um, in our society, healthy lifestyle requires commitment, and your mindset plays into this healthy lifestyle too because healthy emotions, with healthy emotions, you'll have a better all-round quality of life and enjoyment. That's fantastic. With healthy emotions, that's absolutely right. So you have to persevere, you have to be intentional, and you have to acknowledge fear but don't live by it. That helps develop a winning mindset that can help save your life in one aspect or another. Uh, Brilliant words, Tom. We really appreciate you. Tom, as I close out this segment, let's talk a little bit about the book, the proceeds of the book, and you are involved with a number of different organizations that are geared towards cancer awareness, cancer research, cardiovascular, coronary disease. Let's talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that in our last minute so that people know where they can not only support you and support those same organizations and also track down your book. Well, the, uh, the Winning Mindset That Saved My Life second edition uh, builds on my original book, and it's been, in, been endorsed by uh, several key uh, nationally renowned doctors. Um, the full was written by uh, Dr. Kenneth Cooper, the, the father of, of aerobics. And um, it's very, but it is very much a grassroots effort. I'm self-published. I don't have an agent. And all the, uh, all the promotions really being done via social media. So having platforms like this today, Jay, are just, just uh, phenomenal. Uh, but best of all, though, uh, the net proceeds from the, the book are going to uh, cancer research and also heart disease research. Um, so, and the book is available through my – you can get it through my website and or uh, Amazon. And uh, it, it, like you mentioned earlier, it just was published earlier this month it was in conjunction with this being uh, Men's Health Month. So I'm very, uh, uh, I'm very honored and, uh, and I'm excited uh, to um, – positively uh, impacting people and creating more of an awareness for uh, men's health issues. Well, you're doing a great job. We really appreciate what you're doing. We're going to continue to pray for you because we know that uh, uh, the, these challenges are, are certainly never welcomed. They sometimes catch you by surprise. I mean, you're the last person that anybody would think would have these type of health issues, but here you are. Yeah, yeah. So we appreciate you, Tom. Thanks for being on the show, brother. Folks, we're going to be right back. After the break. Thank you, Jay. Hey, guys. Steve Haru here, founder and CEO of Victory Selling. Just finished up on the Jay Mamie Talk Show. And if you're a CEO or sales manager concerned with getting performance out of your sales team, we can help. Our solution is to help you build a sales process that's duplicatable, effective, and works with consumers today for the 2021 mindset. Where you can find me, victoryselling.com. You can look me up on LinkedIn. Happy to connect. And thanks again for having me on, Jay. Why are so many of our young people lost and not living up to their full potential? As parents, it's difficult for us to watch our children this way, unsure of their future. Opportunities exist for those who prepare to recognize and take advantage of them. Our recent guest, Dr. Alfred Titus, the author of the book, Forward Motion, has empowered people to understand that if you open your eyes and change the mindset of young people and allow them to recognize and take advantage of their full potential, things can change. Please pick up a copy of his book, Forward Motion, The Keys to Progress and Success, available at Amazon.com. 
Metroplex.com. Have you been wanting big acreage close to the Metroplex? Do not miss this epic pre-development land buying opportunity. Historic riverfront ranches with views of the iconic Palo Pinto Mountains, huge trees, and a community riverfront area will be offered in 5 to 100 acre parcels. These riverfront ranches with historic caves and canyons are being offered to the public for the first time ever this Saturday. During this one-day sale, purchase iconic big acreage riverfront access properties for just $69,900 or direct riverfront properties from $149,900. Gated access, paved roads, and huge views less than one hour from the Metroplex. You can build at your convenience and make this your safe, scenic escape from the Metroplex. All properties are guaranteed ag-exempt, so your holding costs are minimal. These properties will be offered this Saturday only. Call 1-866-650-4560 now to schedule your priority appointment. 1-866-650-4560. Welcome back to Thrive Time with Jay Mamie. Welcome back, everyone, to the Jay Mamie Talk Show. On the line right now are two dynamic women that are really spearheading one of the most popular organizations, not only in the U.S., but really around the world. Las Comadres is an organization that is making an impact with Latina women, and they have been doing that for over two decades. About a few months ago, we had the founder of Las Comadres, Nora Comstock, on the show, and she sort of laid the foundation for future conversations uh, with leaders of this organization. And on the show today, we've got two dynamic leaders. We've got one of the directors uh, who actually resides in New York, Maria Ferreira. She's on the show today. And also having uh, someone who is just really doing some incredible things with the organization in California. So we got East Coast and West Coast on the line today. We've got Terry Salcedo, who's always, uh, who's also going to share with us a little bit of what's happening with her in the organization. But I want to chat first with Maria. Maria, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's nice to be here. So Maria, I appreciate you taking time to be with us, but I want to dive right into this. And I wanted to ask you before we go into well, further um, to, to share with our listeners a little bit about your story. Okay. So um, I've been, um, I've just been um, Nora Disappointed Me Director of Programs for Las Comadres para las Americas. I've been a Comadres for 15 years in New York. Um, I basically joined first um, because I was looking to start a, a book club. I didn't know anything about Latino authors, you know, aside from Esmeralda Santiago, um, Santiago and um, um, Sandra Cisnero. That was it. That's all I knew. So I was looking for women to read with. And a friend said, oh, my God, come. I have the group and whatever. So I showed up. And it was amazing. These women were also interested in learning about Latino authors. They were interested in other events. You know, by the time I left, you know, I started with knowing one person. I ended with like 20 friends. So it was, I was eager to return and return to these meetings. And, uh, you know, I've been working basically with the New York group. And I started, of course, with the book club, as I was mentioning. But then um, about seven years ago, when the... Um, the network coordinators, you know, they got married, they moved away and whatever. So um, four of us stepped up and we took over the, the New York Comadres. So we've been keeping that together. And I have to tell you, Jay, this past year has been hard, you know, for the whole world. But um, it, it's hard to be hibernating and stuck at home. But the Comadres really stayed connected. We stayed calm and we stayed connected. And we've been doing everything through Zoom. You know, and Zoom basically has no borders, you know, so now the comadres have no borders. Mm. 
I mean, I was just at a meeting, and we had women from Florida, from Texas, from California. We had women from Mexico and stuff. Um, so it's amazing, you know, this group of women who come together to share, um, to discuss all sorts of um, topics, you know, from small ones to big ones. And the talented pool that we have um, in, Las Comadres, in Las Comadres is also amazing. You know, we have um, C-suite executives. We have NASA engineers, teachers, professors. You know, we have retired vets. We have secretaries, we have students, we have everything. So what makes La Comadres such a unique organization that is attracting so many women, and not, not just uh, women of all ages, all groups? I mean, it's, it's an amazing organization. What makes it so special and so unique? I think the whole, I think basically Nora Comstock is our group. You know, she is the foundation. She started this. Um, organization 21 years ago um, because she too was looking to connect with other Latinas. Um, so she, she has really laid down the foundation and she has created a community. This is, you know, Las Comadres para las Americas is not an organization that, you know, that you just join, pay your money and whatever. No, first of all, we're free, you know, and your membership is for life. And if you can come every month, fine. If you have to take a year off to study, to have a baby, whatever, that's fine, too. Whenever you come back, you're home. You are with your comadres, you know. Um, this is a, a, a community. We connect. We empower each other. It's a safe space where you can share things. Um, and we don't hesitate to, um, to accept anyone, you know. We accept all, you know, Latinos, whether it's uh, Mexico, Cuba, Puerto Rico, Guatemala, you know, everywhere. We're all accepted. All ages are accepted. Um, we have networks nationwide. You know, this network, um, we have about 10,000 comadres nationwide. And, uh, and now we're having, like, pockets. And we have comadres in Singapore, in, in the Netherlands, in London. So we're very excited. But it all comes down to that safe space, to that community. You know, that sense that we are more than a sisterhood, you know, it's a lifelong membership, a lifelong friendship. Um, Terry will talk more about that. You know, we have some groups that are like Terry's 13 years old and they meet every every month. And we have other groups that are 20 years old, you know, and then we just have like, you know, groups that just started during the pandemic, you know. So it's just that sense of being in this together. Um, that connection, that community that um, makes us unique. So before we bring Terry into the conversation, because I'm interested in, in hearing her story as well, how has La Comadres, how has this organization, um, and, and not only now, but how is it positioning itself to make an even greater social impact uh, for the next decade and beyond? So um, this pandemic, and thanks to Zoom, the Comadres has recognized that we now have no borders. Um, and we can, you know, connect with all Comadres nationwide, internationally, and everything. So we're very excited. So we are starting uh, a monthly speaker series, a quarterly newsletter. We are using our social media strategically. We started a LinkedIn page. We're expanding our book club. So we're very excited for our future and for our future growth. That's fantastic. And I could see the trajectory of where this organization is going. Uh, it's going to impact a lot of lives. 
And speaking about impacting a lot of lives, Terry Salcedo, uh, who's also on the line, she's doing quite the work in California. In fact, I understand that she's up for La Comadres of the Year, a, a potential award. She's one of the nominees. That's fantastic. So uh, one of the finalists. So when that kind of person is available to speak to, you hop on it. So, Terry, welcome to the show. Thank you, Jay. Thank you for having us. Awesome. Terry, I want in the last few minutes of this segment to hear a little bit about your story, and then I've got a couple of questions to pick your brain. I, um, well, um, I live in Rancho Cucamonga, and we're right outside of L.A. Um, I became aware of Las Comadres 13 years ago, almost almost to the day probably. So um, excited since the, in, we first heard about it. My comadre Sally and I got it, got it started as soon as we came out of a, a meeting that we were at, a Latina conference we were in in Los Angeles. We were so excited to know that there was even such an organization available to us. So that was like the first step and the very first time that we actually thought we can do this too and we could have it for us because there was there's no organization here in this area that is quite like this one. So you found out about the organization. This is interesting for those folks out there who wonder sometimes, how do people get involved in things? How does uh, mm-hmm. How is it that a person can find themselves at the right place at the right time? Oftentimes, it's someone else's invitation to an event that changes mm-hmm. everything for the person that you invited. I, I am a big proponent. I always tell people, don't shortchange somebody else's experience because you fail to invite them to something. Uh, either because you jumped to the conclusion that they wouldn't be interested or you were just too lazy. Whatever can change someone else's life, give them an opportunity by inviting mm-hmm. them to experience it and leave it there. Let it up. Uh, leave it to where that experience can either change someone's life because it impacts them or they say thank you but no thank you. Um, mm-hmm. But in this case, you would have never known about that had someone not invited you to a local meeting, a local event, a local get-together, and here you are now 13 years later um, yeah. kind of running your own chapter there, impacting the lives of, of so many. But what excited you the most when you walked out of that meeting that was something that you found valuable enough to say, this is it, I love this. What was it about that that event that sparked in you the interest to get involved? Well, as Michael Mudd invited me, so we went. And one of the um, the speakers that we heard was Dr. Nogales. Mm. And you've had her on your show already. Yes, yeah, she's been on the show, yeah. Mm-hmm. So she she did her talk about what, what she was talking about. But in, in that talk, towards the end, she mentioned Las Comadres para las Americas. And we're like, what is that? And And her passion... This ignited a fire in, in Sally and I, and we're like, oh, my God, there is such a thing. And it's women supporting women. And, and Dr. Nogales just ignited the whole thing for her and I. And before we knew it, Sally got a hold of her, and then Nora happened to be in the area. I, I want to say it was like a week or two later, and it was happening. We were having our first meeting here in, in my house. So how has your chapter, your particular chapter that you are now running for 13 years, which obviously you're doing fantastic work because you're one of the finalists uh, for Comadres of the Year, how has that chapter mm-hmm. impacted not only your members, but also the community in California as well? Well, our chapter has impacted our members by our 
strong support system. Mm. So we always, um, from the very beginning, supported people, um, supported each other, even to the point where um, a few of the comadres have, have shared and said, this is the only place that I have ever felt safe to share. Mm. And, know, and knowing that we have, we'll listen and we'll help is, I think, the by far the most exciting thing and that we do. Plus, if somebody has a question, there's always somebody that says, I'll help you. Well, let's talk after the meeting. So, like, that's just, I think that's our, so one of the things I'm most proud of is our support system of each other and anybody coming into our organization. So, Maria, let me ask you one last question before we wrap up this segment. What message would you like to share with our female audience who may be looking for a place of connection and support? Um, I would like to extend an invitation to all the Latinas out there to join our community. Um, we are bilingual, multicultural. You know, no comadre stands alone. We energize and we empower each other, and we're proud of that legacy. Now, you've got something about a book club, right? Yes. I did want to mention that Las Comadres Book Club, it's purposely called Las Comadres and Friends. The book club is for Latinos and non-Latinos. We have books every month, and I just wanted to say that our book club summer reading list is being released today, the first day of summer, June 20th, and I can say that Jay's book is on our summer reading list. We are so excited to have Thrivology on our list. All right. I'm excited for that, too. Hey, I appreciate both of you being on the show. We're going to put up all your information at our show site, so I continue doing the great work. You're the preciding program was furnished by Survive to Thrive Enterprises and is responsible for its content.